tell me that you went home and swiped a ball that was signed by Babe Ruth, and you brought it out here and actually played with it and actually played with it? Yeah! Are you one of those people that has to know how much the Babe Ruth ball is actually worth? I was going to bring it back, but it was signed by Babe Ruth! Yeah, you keep telling me that. Who is she? We'll keep it right here, because today is your lucky day. The Sultan of Clouds. King of Crash. The Colossus of Clouds. The Colossus of Clouds. It's time for Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan, sponsored by ERC Delivery and Huggins and Scott Auctions. The Great Bambino! Happy Saturday morning, I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemeni of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski. We're on every Saturday morning from 7 to 8, talking about sports and collectibles giving you ideas of what the value of your items might be. If you tweet a picture to my attention, T-Crown Tom is my Twitter ID. We could try to give you an idea of what it might sell for in a Huggins and Scott auction or if it's even worth putting in a Huggins and Scott auction. Or you can call us at 312-332-3776 and talk about an item that you might have and now the i've been taking in a lot of stuff for the uh october huggins and scott auction bidding begins october 2nd it's too late now to get cards graded if you want to have something graded before you auction it but if you have something already graded i could still send it in early this week if you brought it in i've got a couple other pretty cool collections supposed to come in and But here's some of the graded items that are already in for October. There's a Julius Irving 1972 Tops Rookie PSA 8, $250 minimum bid. A Michael Jordan 1986 Fleer Rookie, number 57, PSA 9, $4,000 minimum bid on that card. That, that's been a hot one this year. Very nice. Yeah, uh, a nine. Boy, that's that'll be interesting to see what that does. And then, of course, if you're a Bulls fan, we have the John Caps rings. All six of the Bulls championship rings, each ring with a $5,000 minimum bid, sold individually. So if you do want to just bid on one ring, you have a chance. Or if you want to get them all, you have a chance at that, too. <laughs> you have a no, chance. That'll be to... a fun auction to watch. Oh, that's my gosh. It's going to be unbelievable uh, to see what happens with it. Yep. You, you know, I got a, a tweet. Or I saw a tweet yesterday from Oswald's Pharmacy. They have been in Naperville since 1875. And wow. apparently they found in their back room a box of five cent Hershey bars, which they figured was from probably early 1960s. You know, I think I'm still trying to digest a Twinkie from that era. (laughs) I heard Twinkies would like survive anything, you know, I imagine they they don't digest real quickly, but I told them to look for unopened five cent baseball card pack boxes. Can you imagine? Yes. If, That's now, crazy. if they've been there since 1875, can you imagine some of the packs that, that came through there? They, I don't know if they still do, but they used to have packs in that place. Bill, would you like to take the time machine? 
Yeah, that would work just fine. I'd like to go there and look through the place. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? They moved uh, from down. They were downtown Naperville forever, and they moved to uh, a plaza. Maybe I don't know, fifteen, twenty years ago. So I bet they, they if they had anything like that, they probably found most of it. But but think about what could have been there. What could have been. What maybe got thrown out along the way? Ah, these aren't selling or returned. Like if they were getting them, oh my gosh! Now, All the possibilities. Now, one, I, I, I'm going to have one collection come in with a bunch of old photos and things. And one of the things now, Bill, you have you ever had this thing? I think it was a Lou Gehrig, not whole baseball premiums. I, I think it was stuff that you could win if you had packs of or wrappers from 1934 Gaudi baseball, maybe. Is that, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a sign and it says, Yeah, I, I want to say, I don't know if we've had one, but I, I want to say I've seen one over the years. The, the Knothole gang was sort of connected with those Gaudis in the, in the mid thirties there. And it has a picture of Garrig on it. So, I mean, I would think that's something worth sending in with a, the rest of his stuff, don't you think? Anything with a oh yeah, yeah, that... sure. No, he he was the rapper guy for for the thirty four set. He oh was, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Vince, you have any of those thirty four rappers laying around from packs you opened? No, yeah. but I'll double check tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> you never know. Maybe yeah. that would be how how unbelievable would that? What what would an unopened thirty four Gaudi? pack self for right now oh my gosh that's crazy i can't even imagine now here's something. how long would it last at vince's house though? <laughs> uh it, it's already opened and the wrapper's <laughs> yeah, in the garbage <laughs> the speed of light <laughs> yeah right okay now here's something i was gonna save this for maybe an extra credit you know and another wrinkle Eric, and the, but I think maybe we put enough wrinkles into the witch end at higher. So I'm going to read this one off right now. 1939 New York Yankees World Series program and ticket stub combo is in the Huggins and Scott October auction with a $150 minimum bid. Now I looked at this ticket, an upper deck grandstand ticket costs $3 in 1939 for the World Series. Not what would this ticket be if you had to get, if you were at the World Series now, but if it costs $3 in 1939, what's it, what would that be in today's dollars? Eric's going first here. I can see he's got a number in mind. $28. Okay. <laughs> if, if somebody gets within $2... They get a free pack whenever I remember to bring one into the show. I feel like there's your sign that I'm not with it. Well, you know, it's possible. I, I'm not. Somebody could $3. get closer. I'm going to say it's eight. I'm going to go $24. $24. Oh, is he playing prices right here? And just <laughs> you, you got to be under. You have to be price. under, but 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 not within, you know, whatever. Okay, Bill yeah. Huggins, I don't want to give any hints. Oh, uh, $31. No one wins the free pack. Oh. $56.03 now. That would be worth. 
<laughs> that's always it's it's you never know what that inflation calculator is going to do. I always like doing that though. When you see what things cost, then now I wonder what a grandstand. Of course, nobody's. I don't. Even, they wouldn't even be able to be at the World Series this year. But let's say you could be at the World Series this year. I wonder what a grandstand ticket at, like, say, Sox Park would be a, a, a cost of that. I would think it would be a lot more than fifty six dollars. I'm not talking scalpers either. I'm talking what the ticket would actually be. But I don't know. It probably wouldn't be that much more. Maybe a couple hundred bucks. You know, well, was, the way they're playing, maybe next year they'll be in the World Series, and you could find out by buying one of those tickets. <laughs> that would be interesting. They're playing very well. Boy, I'll tell you both. Uh, here, here's who talent-wise these two guys remind me of. Eloy reminds me of Manny Ramirez. Great hitter. Kind of a little bit goofy, not a really good outfielder. Pretty good, pretty good speed. Luis Roberts got like Mike Trout talent. I mean, yeah, he's he's got his power, speed, and the way he just flows to the ball in the outfield. I mean, he's just got to stay healthy, and if he can make consistent contact, I mean, what a talent that guy is. He's going to be really fun to watch. The whole he's team is be. fun to watch, even from oh. the Cub fan here. Yeah, how about Abreu, the way he's been hitting? He looks like he's healthier than he's been, too. He looks a little thinner, and he's even moving better on the bases. He always seemed like he was limping around in the past. Like, he'd yeah. foul balls off his left foot, it seemed like, all sometimes off his right foot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what a lineup that is to watch. It's really... No doubt. Really yep. fun to watch. Um, a lot of power up and down the lineup. Oh, boy, that's that's the fun part. Now, if the Cubs ever start getting some of their big guys hitting Rizzo homered yesterday, and I think Contreras homered yesterday, but uh, they're still not, and KB's not back yet, so they're, yep. uh, they're still not really rolling yet. You know who's awake here now? This is a, I don't think... He's been awake through the whole COVID. Maybe he had COVID. You're right. Lurch is is back answering the phone, and he's got Bob from Chicago's on the line. Hey, Bob, what do you have? Hey, good morning, guys. Hi. Uh, What I got is I got a uh, uh, bat, and it's uh, signed by a lot of uh, Negro League players. Ooh. How far back do the players go? If you got a Josh Gibson on there, you got yourself a fortune. Yeah, this is uh, Nathan Sonny Whitson, Hank Presswood, uh, Gray Cat, Al Spearman, uh, a couple that I can't. Sonny Westfield. Oh, very cool. Now I don't; those don't sound like some of the bigger names, but. If they're older players, Bill, that still has. Wouldn't you think at least two, three hundred dollars to it, even with if it's not bigger names signed on it? Oh yeah, I mean, and, and if for some reason he's got a bat that was not that was signed by the some Negro leaguers who didn't do the show circuit in the eighties yeah. and nineties. If yeah. it's pre that, it could be. It's already in the mega thousands. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be. If or, you could bring or, it into your 
Yeah, if he brought it into your store, you could tell him which one it is. What about if it was an old game-used Negro Leagues bat? And well, it was that's, what, that's what it would have to be. Oh, my that's God. That's what it would have to be, yeah. Now, how did you get it, Bob? Is Do you think it's one where, you know, they were signing in the 80s at a lot of the shows that you got it? You know, the I was told there was a reunion picnic. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And I, I got a few of them. So if, you know Sometime if you want to bring it in to Triple Crown in Naperville, and, you know, I'm open 10 to 2 Monday through Saturday, bring it in and, and show it to me. You know what was a neat, speaking of Negro Leagues, that this one guy that had that Lou Gehrig thing has a panoramic photo from around 1924, 1925. It's of... The Negro League players are lined up, and you can see the stands in the background. Now, if this is an original and not a print, that's that's thousands too, right, Bill? But if it's a print, oh, sure. if it's a print, it's probably hundreds. But but there's yeah, some. Although honestly, Tom, they didn't do many prints of those things. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. And and no. it being that panoramic, that long panoramic. Yeah. But I think I've sold. I think those might be a print. Might be more. High hundreds to low thou, you know, like thousand, twelve hundred, maybe in that range from from others that I've seen. But there, you're right; you don't see a lot of them out in the marketplace. So neat stuff, neat call, Bob. Thanks. Yeah, in honor of Jackie Robinson. Yeah, very cool. Did you see the picture that John Drummond was talking about Jackie Robinson? Um, he had interviewed him and was talking about it on last week's show, and they sent me a picture of him. With Jackie Robinson, I tweeted it early in the week from around early 1960s. Great photo of a young John Drummond with Jackie Robinson. If you if you know how to T-Crown Tom's my Twitter ID, scroll down to August 24th and the picture's there. Yeah, that was okay. a great pick, Tom. That was a great pick. It, it really was, yeah. Thanks for the call, Bob. You got it, gentlemen. Okay. Yeah, very neat. Well, we're already coming up to our, uh, oh, it's still a little little time to go now. T-Crown Tom is my Twitter ID. If you want to tweet a picture to my attention, we can use it on the show. And, Around, uh, like, yearly. So, like, yesterday was Jackie Robinson Day. Do you guys notice any, like, the Negro League or anything, like, yearly, annually kind of get a bump around the Jackie Robinson Day? Well, usually Jackie Robinson Day is in April, which right, yeah, so they move but... it. But I, I guess you know, I it, it, I don't necessarily know that that drives it up so much as just when things do appear that are tough to get and they go in auctions. There's a big demand for them. I mean, there really is, especially God. What what would if they're even around? What would it? Uh, Josh Gibson single sign baseball, or even a ball that he's signed on with other guys. What would that sell for, Bill? I mean, it's would you well, even? We've we've had a couple in our auctions over the years, and uh, I think the first one we had, but this was back in the probably the late nineties, and it sold it back then. It sold for like thirty some thousand. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, and the way the high end stuff is going now, that would be the sky would be the limit on on. Big time, yeah. big name stuff like that. It's just incredible. Even on stuff from the last 20 years, how high some of that stuff is going. So it's time for a short break now. The number is 312-332-3776. Now, after the break, we're going to have um, 
John Drummond and Nancy Huggins will join us for Which Ended Higher. And there's a few wrinkles in there. No new wrinkles, but there's a few <laughs> wrinkles. surprising. <laughs> <Not> surprising. <laughs> yes, it's a battle. There's going to be a big prize of the winner. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Now back to Sports Collecting with Tom Morgan. Sponsored by ERCDelivery.com and Huggins and Scott Auctions on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemente of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer, Eric Ostrowski. We're on till eight, and we have joining us now Nancy Huggins and John Drummond will join us for Which Ended Higher. John Drummond's weekly segment is sponsored by Mustang Construction, Mustang Leases. <laughs> Small office and warehouse flex units in the far west suburbs of Chicago. Call Linda or Matt for rental info, 630-355-8094. And John Drummond, you are in first place in our Witch Ended Hire. And I have a feeling you have a story about one of our items in Witch Ended Hire, Hank Aaron. Elementary, my dear Watson. That's great, Tom. <laughs> I, I do have a story about Hank Aaron, as a matter of fact. I saw him break into organized baseball in 1952. Now, he'd been in the Negro League before. But in 52, he's with the Eau Claire Bears, a farm team of the Boston Braves. That's correct, Boston Braves. Oh, they had right. not moved to Milwaukee at that point. And uh, Aaron played either the infield position, second base, or shortstop. He did not appear to anybody, although he was a very capable ball player, that he ever developed into the all-time home run king. You had another guy on that team by the name of Wes Covington, uh, another rookie, that uh, had a lot of power, and everybody around Eau Claire figured this guy is going to make it because um, Aaron was not the mold in those guys, the bigger guys like Johnny Mize or the power hitters like uh, Jimmy Fox. He didn't appear that way, very thin compared to those guys. Also on that team was a guy named Bill Bruton, went on to play also with the Braves. So it was a very, very, very good minor league team. And incidentally, before we proceed farther on Aaron, if you're ever up in Eau Claire, they have a statue now in front of uh, the Harrison Park Ballpark, which was there since 1937, not the statue, but the stadium was beautiful a setting for baseball. And at a time when it was built in the 30s, it was considered sort of the state of the art. And you had big shots from all the major leagues checking it out because it looked so nice. But proceeding now with Aaron leaving Eau Claire, where you have, the, the, as I say, if you're up there, they have that great statue in front of the uh, ballpark there. Uh, I interviewed him in Rockford in the early 1960s, and uh, I did ask him at that time, of course, why he got that power. By that time, he was with the Milwaukee Braves, a lot of sluggers on that team like Eddie Matthews, Joe Adcock, and several others. It was really a power-laden team, and he certainly was a leader in home runs. How he got that power for a guy that was relatively slight, and he claimed his swing speed helped him a great deal, and he would break his wrist, cut, break those wrists at the right time, and that gave him his power. And, of course, he did have... He has a, he's the all-time leader in RBIs, by the way. Had, uh, yeah, isn't that something? Hello, there are those who will say, hey, wait a minute, Drummond, you're wrong. They didn't count RBIs till 1920, so if uh, Babe Ruth uh, <laughs> counted them there, it might have been different. But the, uh, the guy is the leader right now, Aaron is, and uh, he was a tremendous, a tremendous uh, athlete and a very good interview, as, that, as a matter of fact, as well. Very cool. Now, now we're going to have five items. We have five items listed, but we're only going to have four, so we're going to let Eric... Pick a number one through five, 
I have five items listed for which ended higher, one through five. Which one do you want deleted? Easy. My favorite number three. Get it out of there. Number three, that's a Joe <laughs> Namath. Nineteen sixty five tops number one twenty two rookie card graded PSA five point five. That was a short print. And I'll tell you what that went for. It went for twenty three hundred dollars. Oh, that's, very nice. that's off the list. Good. He was overrated anyways. Get him out of here. You know, he Good. actually <laughs> he had a great arm and his big claim to fame was he guaranteed a Super Bowl. That's and, why he's and he famous. won it. And he basically all those guys from the AFC give him credit for the whole merger and right, everything. Right. But as far as when you look at his career stats, like touchdown to interceptions, and he had the injuries, he hobbled around, and yeah, his stats weren't that good. But he was huge at that time. He was an icon. There's yeah. no denying the, yeah. the jackets and everything. Yeah. He was an icon, absolutely. Yeah. And what was his well, bachelor's? Hose. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Funny how you would remember that part of it there, Nancy. <laughs> okay, well, let's get to it now. Here's the standings going into this. Let's see now. Oh, yeah, the tune. Boy, I'm I'm off on the tunes and the on and off. That's what I'm here for. No you worries. know, I think Lurch got me a little bit off track. I was surprised to hear from Lurch this morning. Okay, we have... John Drummond is in first place with five. Nancy Huggins is second with four. And Vince and Eric are tied and battling for the for the lead at two. And there's <laughs> going to be a big prize for this. I'm telling you, the prize is going to be something else. <laughs> All right, so here's the items. First item, Hank Aaron, 1954 Tops rookie card, number 128, Graded PSA 3.5 on a scale of 1 to 10, that got a 3.5. Usually that's a pretty nice looking card, but it has some some flaws that are fairly noticeable in it. Next item, Lou Gehrig, we talked about him earlier in the show. A 1933 Gaudi card, number 92, graded PSA 1. PSA 1s can look like they went through the washing machine sometimes, <laughs> or they just have, you know, a couple big creases or something like that in them. But it's authentic, and it gets a grade. So, you know, it's it's the lowest grade on the scale of 1 to 10. Third item, Barry Bonds. We got some power hitters in, in this year, in this batch. Barry Bonds, 1991-92 game-used Louisville Slugger bat. PSA game used 9.5. So that's a pretty good grade for the Barry Bonds bat. And then our last slugger, Ted Williams. 1954 Wilson Franks card graded PSA 3 on a scale of 1 to 10. So this is a tough one this week. We're going to let Vince go first this Ah, week. Vince is going first. uh, Clearly going with what I would like to most have and that would be hammer and hank's rookie card so i'm gonna go with hank eric all right very good and next we have eric uh i'm gonna go with the bonds used bat with the nine and a half rating okay barry bonds game used bat for eric next is nancy huggins i'm going ted williams ted williams wilson franks and that's for bill because he used to go to ted williams baseball camp (laughs) Did you really? Bill Bill Huggins, didn't you play on 
What field did you play on? Did you say you were on uh, Fenway at, Park? At, at Fenway Park, yeah. I uh, pitched at Fenway Park. Wow. In Louis, yeah. No pictures oh, or video cool. of that. Now, that would be uh, a good thank, picture. Thankfully not. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did you have, like, uh, what was your pitch assortment? <laughs> oh, fastball, uh, faster fastball, slower fastball. Those were pretty... <laughs> My catcher said I had a great curveball for that oh. time period. But, but that was back in the time period where they they tried to discourage you from throwing curveballs because they said it'll ruin your arm. You yeah, at a young age, I think that's still good advice, to be honest with you. I don't think you should be doing it till you're a teenager myself. But the, and yeah. I've, heard, I've heard pitching coaches actually say that same thing. Now, what, what, how old were you? curveball to us. You throw a curveball to a 12-year-old, and you throw a good one, they're not going to hit it. Uh, no, no, they might dive out of the box thinking it's good. <laughs> That's what they do, yeah. <laughs> okay, now the, the last choice, John Drummond, what's your pick? I got it. I, I, although that Bonds bat is very tempting, I'm going to go with Aaron. As they say, he, you bring the guy to the who took you to the dance. In this case, it's Aaron. And of course, those rookie cards, as we saw last week with Willie Mays, those rookie cards are hard to beat. I'm going to go with Aaron and that 1954 rookie card. Okay, so that you join Vince with with Aaron. <laughs> now, if you guys are incorrect. Vince won't lose a point, but John Drummond will. So that's a. Oh, are you sure pool. you are you sure you want to keep it, John? <laughs> Sounds like dirty you, pool. Keep it, keep it. The the KG veteran is trying to figure it out here now. He's working the angles. <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay, now the uh, let's say the fourth best item. Was the Lou Gehrig 1933 Gaudi card number 92 PSA 1, $1,300. Third best item, Hank Aaron. Oh, uh, listen, <laughs> <laughs> 1954 rookie card, PSA 3.5. It's a little bit of a low grade for that card. $1,500, still a good price. Okay. The second best item... Ted Williams, 1954 Wilson Franks card, PSA 3, $2,500. And Eric moves up the list. Eric's got the first one. It's a trend. $2,700 for the Barry Bonds, 1991-92 game use slugger bat, PSA 9.5. You're back in fight for the lead, right? Eric, let's see now. I don't know that's that right. Far, but I'm now that back. really tightened things up because John Drummond loses one. No, no. Goes back to four. He's <laughs> tied with Nancy Huggins in the lead. Woo-hoo! Vince has two. Eric's moved up. Remember back in the days <laughs> when negative. Eric was negative uh-huh. with a question mark? <laughs> no, he's he's battling. I made the adjustment. Three. I made it, I adjusted yes. to the pitchers. That's yes, what I did. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. He's been. Staying up late, <laughs> studying the old auction results. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Nancy Huggins and John Drummond, and we'll talk to both of you next week for our next edition of Which Ended Higher. Thank Looking you very forward much. To it. Okay. Yeah. And we Thank do. You. I, this is Nancy. I was wondering if I could have a moment. Sure. Um, I wanted to uh, let everyone know about a new documentary on netflix called rising phoenix a good family a wonderful family friend of ours tatiana mcfadden 
who was a 16 medal, 16 medals at the Paralympics um, over her career since she was the age 15. Um, and she's also a um, multiple marathon um, grand slammer. So she's won all four of the, of the racing marathons, Boston, London. Chicago, London, and New York. I think I have a signed photo of her on the wall at T-Crown, actually. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. So she's a very good friend of our daughter's. And she was one of the producers of this doc- documentary that oh. Bill and I watched the other night that was excellent called Rising Phoenix. And it's about so, the uh, uh, Paralympic Games? It's about the Paralympic Games. It's, it talks about the beginnings, how it came about, as well as they highlighted, what did you say, about six or eight athletes. of the athletes mm-hmm. and how they got to be where Ooh. they are. Very good on it, Netflix. It excellent. So it's net- on Netflix. It was it premiered um, Wednesday, Wednesday the okay. 26th, and it's called Rising Phoenix. Oh, very cool. Well, thanks for letting us know. That's something, especially yeah. now the way TV is, too. People are looking for programs to watch. It sounds like a good one, Nancy. Yeah, for it's sure. excellent. All right, it's excellent. excellent. And it comes out right around the time that the Olympics were supposed to happen. Yeah, Rising so. Phoenix on Netflix. We'll check it out. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much for letting me do that. No problem. Talk to you next week. And we okay. have waiting on the line, Jason from Paxton. What's up, Jason? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Good. Um, Thanks for waiting. I uh, I spoke to I spoke to Bill before. I spoke to you as well, Tom, several years ago, probably. But my my Lakers collection was pretty pretty well known. Um, I was the guy who had 57 pairs of game game used Kobe shoes, oh, and 10 complete uniforms, oh, yeah. and, and that. But you still have, have all that stuff. Back. And yeah, I, I've Ooh. sold most of it. Okay. I, and that's why I was going to talk to Bill about. I still have five pairs of game used shoes of Kobe. Um, I'm the guy who sold. I sold that Kobe Bryant eighth grade yearbook at auction in February. The one where he wrote, "How about those Lakers?" And yeah. I had an eighth grade love letter Michael Jordan wrote. Uh, that poem, that only you poem, I've sold all of that and I turned it all into, I have a, a full letter written by George Washington. I have Abraham Lincoln. Oh, I have wow. historic autographs like that now, but, but I still have five uh, game used shoes of Kobe photo matched and that, and, you know, I have pictures of him giving them to I'm us. I'm sure and, Bill would be happy to run. Now, Bill, would you still be able to get those into the October auction or would he want to wait till February for those? Uh, well, gosh, you, if you've got five of them, we could do one in each one, you know. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. give us a call, and uh, that's yeah, something. Do you have my number? The number I at do. Huggins and Scott, 301-608-0355. Cool. All right. I'll give you. I'll give you a call. Very good. Thanks, Jason. All right, well, it's time for a short break now. The number here is 312 312- Three three two three seven seven six. We're on till late. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Now back to sports collecting with Tom Morgan. Welcome back. I'm Tom Morgan with Vince Clemeni of ERC Delivery, Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott Auctions, and our producer Eric Ostrowski. We're on seven to eight every Saturday morning. I, last week, we had a caller who asked about uh, Teresa Wright's signed letter. Teresa Wright played Lou Gehrig's wife in Pride of the Yankees. Now, I looked up some things on eBay that had sold. Hand-signed contracts only sold of hers from 
25 to 65 dollars an eight by eight signed photo 105 so probably somewhere in that range for the letter so it's cool be a cool display especially made out it was made out to the caller personally that's pretty neat keeper actually now here's something that did sell for a lot pride of the yankees cast signed baseball which included babe ruth gary cooper and Teresa wright sold in a huggins and scott february 2013 auction three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars for that that's pretty cool when you think that babe ruth was actually in the lou gehrig movie you know what i mean that's really kind of neat and gary cooper was a good lou gehrig except he looked like a bad athlete you know whenever you get those guys that look like they could not hit and they're trying to play a slugger that's kind of unusual (laughs) willie sent me through Twitter, a direct message. He said, check this out. I'm collecting the 1996 NBA Top 50 Players autographs. He has 22 of the 50. Now, he gets most of his autographs by attending NBA All-Star Weekend, which is, that's an awesome way to get them. He says, what do you think the value of this if he gets all 50? Well, one thing that I saw Huggins, it's a lot really depends like let's say you have a michael jordan rookie card signed as your signature or a maravich signed rookie or you have that will chamberlain card from upper deck that was he signed and it was in i mean then that adds a ton of value but if they're mostly cut signatures with like base cards on the display i think huggins had a top 60 where they added 10 more of their favorites and that sold for four thousand, so you know probably three, four thousand, and potentially more if it's a real hard to get. Those are probably three of the biggest from that group, signature wise, where they could be a lot is Jordan, Maravich, and Wilt, I would think. And we have Dennis from Palatine waiting on the line. What do you have there, Dennis? Hey, Tom. Uh, I got uh, my son has two. Uh, Seats from the um, 97-98 floor uh, bowls. So they're folding chairs? The folding chairs, yeah. The ones that were right on the the floor. Okay. And they're they're also, uh, they're numbered and they're uh, also, you know, says it what year, I don't know what game they were from, from the championship. They're from the championship. That's cool. They have a letter from the bowls with them? No, they don't have a letter of the bowls, but they do have on there a gold-plated, um, uh, thing saying what uh, what number it is and what game it's from. Oh, very cool. Now, Bill Huggins, with things uh, climbing a little higher from after the last dance, what do, you, what do you think those might go for in a Huggins and Scott? Gosh, I, I don't know that I've, I've seen those before, but I like the fact that they've got the, the little things attached to them that say what it is and what game it's from. Yeah. Those are, that, that's very key. I mean, those things could be I don't know, five hundred to a thousand. I would think each on their on their worst day, and who knows on their best day. Yeah, because be several thousand. With that added to it, I think that gives it a lot of potential. Now, a bigger item like that—that's really not shippable, Bill. How do, how would you work that if a Chicago area guy had a big item? Let's say he—it was even bigger than that. There's. Well, have, we've had lots of items over the years, Tom. That, and I still have. A, I have a few in in this auction where we work with the consigner and they, uh, they just need to work with our writing team and our photographer to take some pictures and give us some details about the item. And then 
it, it really we, we put that it's available for pickup in the Chicago area if that's where he is. Yeah. Or if for some reason the person who won it once it's shipped, I mean the consigner could take it to a, a a facility and they will pack it up and ship it for you. It's not cheap, but the 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 winning right. bidder paid for it one way or another. Like for know, instance, so. ERC delivery could handle something like that. Let's oh, say yeah, Vince sure. somebody in the yeah, Chicago sure. area. And then you could do it for sure if if the buyer's in oh, Chicago and the seller's absolutely. in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, and we have enough uh, resources where we could give the best possible price in the industry, and we'll, we'll protect it and uh, ship it to the buyer of the auction. Now, Vince Clemeni, how would somebody get in touch with ERC Delivery, either if they have something like that, or let's say somebody today is like, I got to get this refrigerator moved to my my son's <laughs> house like today. How do they get a hold of ERC delivery? They could just simply call 630-516-1199. It'll be happy to take care of it for them. Very good. Anybody in particular they ask for, do they ask for you or would they just call the number? Anybody and- who answers the phone can handle it, but they're certainly welcome to ask for me. Vince Clemente at ERC Delivery. Okay, that was some good calls. I have a question. Can you guys explain to me what made that Mike Trout card the most expensive card ever? Like, it, it's not old. Is it because it's rare, or what made that rarity? What it was? Rarity is huge, and over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of big money guys who are looking for the best possible card or cards or whatever collectible. Of the best players. Yeah, somebody yeah. with too much disposable income. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, when that LeBron card went for a million eight, the, the high end, like, honestly, prices that I never imagined 10 years ago on newer things. Like, you knew there was big money on Babe Ruth high-grade cards, on Honus Wagner's tobacco card. Stuff like that, but the the stuff from the last twenty and thirty years, how high it's going. There's a whole new market of big money guys making just big money stuff. So it's good. Like I've got stuff that was in my back room that five years ago it wasn't valueless, but it was just sitting in the back room. Some of that stuff you get that graded now, and it can be, you know, over a thousand per card, and, and it's just amazing. How hot some things have gotten. It, it's 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 a whole new market. This whole 2020, it, you just 2020 is the perfect example of a year. Obviously, just living that you have to go with the flow and and adjust to what's going on. But in business, you just have to. I mean, my store is doing really well, but it's. You wouldn't even know it's the same store from a year ago. I get products in from the card companies. I'm tightly allocated. I hardly get any. And the restock prices are so high, I don't even restock on things anymore. I mean, if I, I made it a – this is one thing that I don't change. When I think something is too high-priced to make it worth selling it in the store – that if I have to pay X to get it, that I have to sell it, then I don't get it. I'd rather not have it. I And and I'm doing fine with that. I mean, some of the prices on boxes of things, Eric, are just like 
through the roof on brand new products. It's really, it's been an incredible year. Now, now Vince, for ERC delivery, how have you had to adjust? Like, how has that changed your business this year? Well, I think some of the bigger stuff with the truck work kind of went down, but yet the medical we do a lot of kind of maintain levels and then increase. So, and, and some of the bigger stuff is coming back slowly but surely. So, you know, anytime you can stay open and, and do okay, I think, uh, especially in this uh, economy right now, you're, you're doing okay. So we're grateful. Well, if you do have something you need delivered, contact Vince Clemeni at ERC Delivery, on-demand delivery. They literally could, couldn't you, if somebody needed a refrigerator delivered today, you guys could work it out for them? <laughs> could have somebody there inside an hour from right now. Or obviously. I, so- I think I think Vince could have you delivered somewhere, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, can you have me delivered back to Naperville and get there by? I think I got somebody bringing in a, a, a collection today I want to look at. <laughs> what you don't know we'll is Tom just carries refrigerators on his back yes, regularly. Yes, I do. So, I like, do. That's nothing for I, I do. Yeah, I have been known to lift a refrigerator. <laughs> you know, Tom, have you, have, you, have you noticed over the years that, on on these wax boxes and stuff, the more expensive the box is, the easier it is to sell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are still boxes that are like $30, and they're the last to go, typically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. You, you get a box in right. that's $500 these days, there's guys lining up for it. I'll tell you, I, what I can't believe is how high... Some of the older prism boxes are, it's like, I mean, they're really big money. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's good. It's just made things completely different. And some things aren't so good, like the grading companies being completely deluged. I tweeted yesterday to the attention of SGC, PSA, and BGS, because a lot of people are coming in asking about grading and things. And while this, I want to use these guys, they're harder. I want to use them, they're easier. I don't want harder or easier. I want accurate and consistent. That's yep. all I want. Be accurate and consistently be accurate. Don't try to be hard. Don't try to be easy. Just grade yep. it what it what the grade should be. And that's, that's who I want to use. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, now, have you been able to get anything back from the grading companies that, that you sent in for the October auction yet, Bill? Or are you still kind of yeah, just crossing you know, your fingers? They, well, we just got a few, uh, a couple of big deliveries this week. I mean, Matt works with them as far as they know our deadline. And yeah. they, 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 I think they kind of push us off, push us off. And then when they know we need it by this certain date and, uh, they usually get it to us. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know. I sent in some Jordan cards for a, a listener that it's somewhat like the, some of these things like the 90s Fleer Metal set or, you know, like things that at the time were inexpensive sets. Some of those singles now in high grade are going for a lot of money of, if you have Jordan or a Kobe rookie of that or a Duncan rookie or something like that. Really, really something how the market has changed. And now, remember last week I was talking about the 2014 Prism Soccer. Actually, those have gone down since last week. (laughs) I don't know what happened. There must have been a deluge of people sending in the Messi and and those guys' rookie cards because they did take a, a dip this week on the pricing. 
And I would imagine it's because a lot of them are hitting the marketplace. You know, we like a, the stock market, you know, goes up and down. It really every is. Day. And, and yeah. supply and demand is big, and there's a big demand for stuff. There's a lot of guys who are doing things online that are talking about investing money. And I've had guys asking me about that. We're not investors. We're just we're reporting what things sell for and what they might sell for. But to me, if you're going to invest, just, you know, take it easy with it. Don't throw your whole life savings into anything, whether it's cards or whatever. I mean, to me, uh, you know, you want to diversify. <laughs> Wasn't there a movie, Diversify? Was It was one of the big words in it. You know, we had somebody talked about presidential signatures earlier um, in the Huggins and Scott auction. There's a lot of presidential signatures, a Harry Truman Signed, handwritten letter, $150 minimum bid. A Dwight D. Eisenhower, a neat 1951 military sketch signed. And there's a Abraham Lincoln cut signature matted and framed with a photo. Real nice, $1,500 minimum bid on that. So it's not only sports in Huggins and Scott. At You can go to HugginsAndScott.com. And see the stuff, they're starting to get the things listed. They've got a thing on the home page like the John Capps rings are, are the six rings are pictured individually and they come up on this thing where they all switch pictures and you can see them pop up there once in a while. They've One of them I just looked, clicked on it had over 700 clicks on it. So a lot of interest in those Bulls championship rings. All right, it's time. We're at the end of another weekly collectible show here <laughs> once again vince did it go as fast for you this week as last week it's a little quicker actually oh, this week, it seems. <laughs> did it really well yeah. we're on every saturday morning from seven to eight you can tweet me pictures during the week if you want and uh you know we'll line them up to potentially use them on the show if you have an item you'd want to get a value projection for and then go to hugginsandscott.com I'm Tom Morgan. I'm at Triple Crown in Naperville Monday through Saturday, just from 10 to 2 now. I've cut back the hours, but I'm still rolling there. And then Vince at ERC Delivery. Stay tuned now for the rebroadcast of The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.